What's up, everyone? Welcome to Point Taken. My name is Alex Martinet. Joining me is Patrick. Hey, Alex. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, kind of a slow news week. Uh, kind of been saying that for the past two weeks, but yeah, kind of the of summer. Yeah, it, it's the summer season. Uh, nothing really much is coming out. Um, I would say the only game that came out this week was Carmageddon or Ghostbusters. Um, oh yeah. Um, but I saw Carmageddon uh, at GDC, and that was uh, let's just say that was a car wreck or car accident waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of forget about it. I don't even want to talk about that one. But what what have you you been up to? Um, so I'm playing some Rise of the Tomb Raider, which came out. When did it come out? Was it November of last year? Uh, it came out the same day as Fallout 4, and that was probably the that worst was, release date. Yeah, the one, that was, I remember, I think, I was like, why? Oh, man. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I've been waiting for like a price drop on it. Um, or I was just going to pick it up on my PS4 uh, when it comes out. Have they, actually, that, that just makes me think, have they announced that it's officially coming out this fall? I mean, I, uh, well, I kind of assumed that would be like an E3 announcement or we would have gotten something about that. But like, um, they've been silent about the PlayStation 4 version. Yeah. And I know it's by some other developer. It's not by uh, Crystal Dynamics or... You mean uh, like the, the port isn't? Yeah, it's yeah. not by the original developer. So uh, it's going to be interesting what that looks like, but it's still going to look good. It's PlayStation 4, so it should look better if you if you were one of the tech junkies. Yeah. Uh, so... Well, like, I was just thinking, like, if it comes out this fall, like, this is a sidetrack for me actually playing it, but, um, like, because PlayStation only has one exclusive this fall, really, in uh, Lost Guardian, so it's kind of like a, like, bear for them in a weird way, and Tomb Raider is kind of like a weird exclusive. It, like, I know it's not an exclusive at all, in fact, it's the opposite of an exclusive, yeah. but it's like a new release, like, high-profile game on the console. Um... So I don't know. I, I just thought about that. That's kind of that'd be kind of interesting. To see if that would sell well, even though fall's kind of loaded. So for um, this fall, they have Gran Turismo Sport, which mm. is kind of going unnoticed. Gran, that's what. Yeah, I forgot about it because they're just not talking about that thing. Um, Last Guardian is on October twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nothing in September. Um, but because they have the Destiny exclusive rights, um, I'm sure there's some tie-in. Some they have exclusive, or is it, don't they just advertise for it? Um, I think they have some I like think... 30 days for Destiny uh, because they're part they're partnering with Activision. Yeah, um, they did the, they did that two years ago. Or they, this has been pretty good partnership for the past couple of years. Um, it's not the important. It's nothing that takes away from the experience. Um, um, but what are your what are your thoughts of Tomb Raider? Um, I like it. Uh, I, I the, like it's it's hard to not draw like similarities to Uncharted when you're thinking about these things. Uh, and I just played Uncharted Four, and I think that it's kind of cool. So like I like the last game I didn't finish. I didn't finish the original one. Um, I guess the original of the reboot. I don't know why, but now I'm remembering why. It's because they have all these, like, little areas you can explore and, like, collect everything and, like, find secrets. And while that's really cool, I've realized that that kind of makes me burn out on the game early. 
and like it distracts from the pacing of the story, especially now Tomb Raider story is nothing like Uncharted. There's, I think it's kind of poorly acted and I don't really care that much about it. Um, but the gameplay is pretty good and it's, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's a solid, like it's a fun, it's a good game. Um, but I don't think like the push is there for you to be like, Oh, I cannot wait to see how this finishes. Yeah, it's funny. I think that uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the uh, first one, really did uh, make Uncharted change a little bit by making it go a little bit a open. A little world. bit more open, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a little bit... Uh, I, I think Uncharted 4 did push back. Um, I still haven't played a lot of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, it's just one of those series that I keep on wanting to get to, but I just don't have enough time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never really been a big Tomb Raider fan. Also, I, that's that series has never really hooked me. Um, yeah, yeah, so I think the combat is significantly better than Uncharted. Uh, I'll say that. Although I think Uncharted's combat is kind of like mediocre. I think that this combat is actually really fun. Like in terms of stealth, like Uncharted Four tried to do stealth, um, and it's and it kind of failed at it. I think. Um, you know, it was just kind of half-baked. But Tomb Raider stealth actually works out pretty well because she uses a bow. So it's always silent. Um, so you can always have the option to go in silent. There are some, there are a lot of moments where, you know, your enemies see you and you're caught up in a firefight. But most of them are, you know, you enter an area, there's a bunch of enemies, and you can tackle it silently. And it actually works, um, like, pretty well. Uh, and someone who loves stealth games, like, I was pretty pleased by that like you can do some crazy stuff with the bow too once you get because it's also got like the rpg elements where you like upgrade her and you collect all these different weapons and kind of things like that so yeah yeah you can like do crazy things with the bow where you like triple lock onto enemies heads and kill them all in one thing and like that shit's awesome um so like that one of the big criticisms of the first one was that they um they build her up as, as a strong female who's learning her ways of being Tomb Raider. And then as soon as she gets the bow, she knows how to headshot deer instantly. Yeah. Knows how, knows how to... She's just uh, talented, Alex. Just a natural, I mean, like, natural archman or arch, whatever the term is. Archer. Yeah, it, it's just, but the point is, is that she's, she's a, she can kill cold blooded without even thinking about it, but she's still, uh, she, the story has some definitely balancing issues. Um, and does it has in the sequel, does it still have those issues in terms of that? Well, like you don't think of her, like you're, she's still killing people, but they're all, you know, they're all evil, I suppose. Um, I don't really care about that stuff. The story itself is just, um, kind you kind of get like thrown in a little bit, I think way too quickly. I think that it could have been served to like, had, have like longer, more in-depth conversations and gutscenes. Um, because, like, the characters jump to conclusions and you don't, like, see their reasoning behind it. Like, one character will just get, like, get like angry and then 30 seconds later he'll be like, okay, no, now I'm on your side again. Like, they, they just, there's not a lot of, like, development there. They don't, like, give it time at all. Um, and also because you can, like, just go off and kind of do random crap, like, all the, like, urgency is lost. It's like, oh, you got to rescue your friend, but... If you want, you can just, you know, fast travel around and do... The, it's the same problem that open world games have, but it feels worse here because it's not quite an open world game. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, yeah. That's, 
um, I heard a lot of people comparing it to a Metroid, Metroid um, in that sense, where you're you're, you're going yeah. back to areas that you have the weapon to unlock that certain area, and that's kind of the cool thing that Tomb Raider did. But um, it is you, it's it's true. It is does very much feel like a Metroidvania, except for the fact that you can't like most of the time you can't like run into a wall that you can't get past, and that opens up a huge section. Um, usually, it's oh, you run into an area you can't get past, then you're given the item. But you can you can still go back and find secrets in the previous areas that you couldn't access. Um, but yeah, that's I've never actually like thought of it like it's much closer to that than um, than I originally thought. Yeah, like which I'm is, sure, yeah. I mean, Metroidvanias are fun. Um, I, I love I them personally. I, so. I, I think as long as you limit, um, I mean, Dead Space One had a huge issue where you had to go back from like the fourth level all the way down to like the basement. And uh, I remember at the very end of the game, I was just like, okay, if I have to go back to the top floor, fight a hundred waves again to unlock a certain area or a certain weapon, I might just stop playing because at a certain time, it's too repetitive. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the issue with Metroidvania gameplay is that it, it's... You're going through the same area over and over. If the gameplay's fun, that's... It's fine, yeah. Yeah, but um, that tends to break break the experience for me yeah tomb raider doesn't have that problem so um once you clear an area it's clear and then you can just kind of explore it um, randomly some enemies will turn up and you'll be like what the heck but they're just like one or two like patrols so yeah, yeah. I, I think that this like i think it's actually like a really fun game from like a gameplay perspective and like collecting things perspective um i just think like the story is a little i don't know like the, the okay, the story's fine. The characters suck. I would put it like that. Laura's a good character, and there's like another one, but like all the supporting cast are just kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, that tends to be the case with most most of it, these games. It's tough. I mean, it's really tough to make great video game characters. That's why the ones that are great are so beloved because like a lot of it is just developed or is like focused on gameplay. Like you're not unlike yeah. with other media, you know, books, TV movies like it's all it's all about like their interactions with people you know yeah i can't even remember one character from the original um that made an impact or had me thinking like i remember at one point i thought that they were making tomb raider into a uh, lgbt character um oh yeah that's they gave i thought they were giving some hint to that but um uh, there's nothing about relationships really in this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't remember any of the characters from the previous game. And there's a character in this one. He's like one of the main supporting characters. And I keep thinking like, was this guy in the previous game? Like, I think he was, but the fact that I can't, like, I'm not sure about it is, yeah. it, it, it says something. Yeah. Like when you think of Uncharted, you think of Sully, you think of Elena. Um, you also oh, think yeah. of that chick from Uncharted too. I'm trying to think of her Chloe, name yeah. Chloe, yeah. Um, yeah, Uncharted too, man. Does that 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 experience that those that chemistry on the on the set is just what makes that game work? Yeah, I even remember like Flynn and like Lazar of it. Like I remember like all these characters like randomly. And I, <laughs> I play that. Okay, I played the game twice, but like it's only twice. And the last time I played it, it had to have been like four, however many years ago. So yeah, those characters were good. Yeah, I, I would say that like any time that we're we're anticipating like a prologue or. Um, you know, epilogue. That that's when like uh, those characters really hook us and want us to keep on going with that. Uh, I'm sure we're not going to see the last of um, Uncharted. 
be interesting if it's actually going to be a female protagonist or is that something you're just pulling us but or uncharted yeah well there's the well we're not going to spoil anything but yeah there'd be speculation on that uh, so my rule regarding spoilers is that if it's been out for uh, three weeks to a month, uh, spoilers beware. We'll like we'll dance around it, but like yeah. we'll we'll give you like I, I I agree that's cool. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with playing both of these games. I mean, I remember Tomb Raider on the Xbox One looked fantastic. Um, I don't think I, I don't think you can go wrong with both. Yeah, it's not like um. I don't think it's like a game. Like last pe- last year, people were like a lot of people were like game of the year. Like this is a hidden gem that people just haven't played. I don't think it's quite on that level. I think it's just really fun. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I never, nice twenty hour adventure, or you can make it longer if you want to collect everything. There's no multiplayer, right? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't remember seeing that on the. No, there's like this score attack thing. Um, I was looking through achievements and I saw that, but. No, I don't think there's any multiplayer. Uh, we might get uh, the PlayStation 4 announcement at Gamescom. Um, so Xbox just pulled out of Gamescom. They won't have a media briefing. But they still will have the fan fests uh, like, they, like they usually do at E3 and GDC. Um, so it's unclear if PlayStation's going to pull out just like the same. Uh, EA had one last year, so it's going to be interesting if they also pull out um, it's kind of interesting to see how most companies are going away from E3 press conferences and slowly going to the Nintendo Direct route. Yeah, and not only that, but they just like they don't have enough stuff. <laughs> like, like how like how much stuff they're just gonna end up reshowing the same things over and over again. Like, there's so many conferences, it's tough to like, especially with the whole like the whole Fallout thing that we've seen. That it's probably better to. Like, we know. It, it is probably better to just, like, not show a game and, like, then let it wait, like, three years. Like, Ubisoft messed that up with both Watch Dogs and The Division. Um, or, like, or like EA with uh, their entire press conference. I, I yeah. Mean, like, it, like, like the, that was people, a bad idea. But. Yeah, like, I think, I think even Death Stranding was a bad idea because now, like, it was so cool at the time. But, like, now we're not going to see the game for, like, four or five years. So everyone's going to keep talking about it and... Like, we're never going to see it, and then people are going to get, like, fatigued by it before it's even, like, b- before it's even halfway through development, people are going to be fatigued by it. Um, I, so, I, mean, I, don't I don't know, know. about that. Like, well, yeah, I'm, I, it's, uh, I'm pushing it a little far there, but I'm just but, saying that, like, I feel like developers are probably not going to want to talk about things too early now, um, which is why there just might not be enough to talk about these conferences, but... Microsoft was had a big presence at last year's Gamescom, so it's interesting that not this one. It was two years ago they announced the exclusivity for Tomb Raider, I think, um, which mm-hmm. ever, which caught everyone off guard. Um, yeah, the, last that, year was Scalebound and Crackdown. I think were the two big ones. Scalebound and Crackdown, and we haven't seen anything from Crackdown no, since. No, we haven't. Um, that's actually one I kind of predict that would be there um, at E3. So. Oh, I assume so too. That's that's a big surprise. So I don't. I'm not too sure what's going on with that. Uh, maybe that that got silently delayed. Um, yeah, I, they have plenty of stuff to show off. Um, I'm just not too sure if if it's playable or not. Um, for Sony, I don't understand why they won't be there. Um, they have PlayStation VR, and I guess having a media briefing was kind of tough to show off VR. And 
I can see that I've had t- ton of press de- demos for VR, and it's it's not something you can do on a wide scale. Uh, maybe not quite yet. Um, yeah, it, it's very tough to show off VR. So um, play, PlayStation VR comes out in October, so I think that'd be a great place to give uh-huh. that final push. Um, and Gamescom is actually like ten times bigger than E3, so yeah. Um, I don't quite understand why you would just entirely limit your presence. Um, yeah, especially but... since they don't have, like, Xbox doesn't have anything like PSX. Like, PSX, like, PlayStation can be like, well, we want to save things for PSX, but Microsoft doesn't have that, so. Yeah, that was kind of one thing I was hoping um, they would announce at E3. Yeah. Um, they could announce it, like, some other time. Some other time, yeah, but it just seems like uh, they don't want to, they want to appear that they're following in PlayStation's route. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you're always behind. You're never really catching up. So um, their attention right now, for what it seems, uh, is just focusing on the slim, uh, getting that out, which I think comes out in October around that time, Mm -hmm. Um, which the slim was really big for the Xbox 360, but I don't think it's going to – it's not going to really work out for the Xbox One. Um, I think I disagree with you on that. I think it actually will. I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be like uh, I don't think it's going to re- reverse the fortune. You're gonna oh see no! Them, yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna see them become top in North America again. I think they lost the battle, but they have I, they have no shot, and they're not even going in that direction. They don't even care anymore. They're literally yeah. not taking away um, Xbox exclusives. Like they don't care anymore. They're trying to broaden. They're trying to sell software, not hardware. Now it appears. Like, they still want to sell hardware, but they're more on the software side. Yeah. So, uh, I think the one thing they want to focus on is uh, retaining those third-party relationships and making sure that enough people don't just, like, go exclusively PlayStation. That's kind of the issue that I think Microsoft is having, because a lot of people are doing that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, whenever you see an ad on – well, I don't really watch much TV, but, like, anywhere, YouTube, whatever – Usually it's followed by the little PlayStation symbol now. Um, other than like the division, division, and I think EA. Um, EA has a couple of partnerships with Battlefield One with Microsoft. Battlefield One, okay. Well, that makes sense because Call of Duty is with PlayStation, PlayStation so yeah. you go the other side. Um, which makes sense, but um, Xbox 360 was like tied to the hip with Call of Duty. Um, with well, yeah. Yeah, but so multiplayer games thrive where there's most people. So even though I think that like PSN is worse than um, Xbox Live, like it really is, um, but it doesn't matter um, in terms of I, multiplayer I, stuff. It doesn't appear. I don't. I, I don't see why that doesn't matter. I mean, um, it doesn't matter to the consumer. I mean, because there's oh, so, okay. like the, like on because like there's more Playstations out there, so that's the place to play now. Because your more your friends are on it, and everyone has one, you know, that's what matters more than even the fact that the network is worse. People are overlooking that in this console generation. I mean, anytime like Xbox One goes down or Xbox Live goes down, it it seems like it's quicker to get back up than PlayStation. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, Yeah. anytime it goes down, I feel like it just doesn't go down, and I feel like just things are. I I don't know when it comes to multiplayer stuff. Um, 
like Xbox Live I've always found so well I think Xbox Live is like reliable reliable as it should be and PSN just is kind of a disaster. Um <laughs> it is it's an absolute disaster. Like that thing is always like today I was like playing and all of a sudden it shut me down for maintenance, but there was no maintenance. It just like cut me out of a game like for no reason and then I had to like restart everything. I don't know. It's a very like cobbled together network that they didn't like plan a lot about and they just did it to answer like Xbox and yeah. Yeah, I I've always kind of wondered that like did they predict or did they expect that at launch PlayStation 4 did they sell that well and do they have enough servers um to hold up cuz that seems to be the issue is that they didn't really expect to have maybe early they they should yeah. be fine now. It, it's fine now but like in the early 2013 2014 it was rough like those yeah, no, you're right, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, all the times uh, on Destiny, like, like the network was okay. Not, or, I mean, the gameplay was okay, but you could literally not, like, message anyone. Like, you couldn't, <laughs> search, you couldn't search for anything. You couldn't message anyone. Um, so especially for someone like me, we're like, oh, we're just looking for two more people. And you go online, you find them, but you can't connect with them because the damn network doesn't let you. Uh, which is, yeah, not good. Um, I don't know, like, it sucks because everyone's accounts are tied to the network, and the network is a disaster, like, I would love if they could just somehow, like, fix it, like, just, but they can't, they're just, they're stuck with it, like, permanently, like, they can't do anything about it, everyone's accounts are tied to it, like, they can't move over millions of accounts to a new network, like, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be even more convoluted when... PlayStation 5 or whatever. The- exactly. It's only going to get worse and worse. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would love if, like, with PlayStation 5, they're like, we have to reset everything. Like, I'd be pissed, but at the same time, I'd be like, yeah, you got to do it. Like, I don't know. Consumer For a consumer standpoint, though, that might be it. We're going to reset sense. everything. You're going to get uh, new account IDs. You can change your name. You can, yeah. you can be you who can you want to be. Na- you can change your name. Can't believe you can't do that. God, I've changed my name a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, I've changed my name on Xbox a bunch. Like, I know you had to pay for it, but somehow I didn't at one point. I don't know what happened. But, like, one weekend, I would just kept changing my name. Maybe there was, like, a time... Oh, I don't know. But yeah. I, I think there, I changed my name once, and I think there was, like, you get one change free. You get just one You get card. one for free, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, are you still playing Overwatch? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm playing Overwatch most days. Um, are, you, are you playing the new DLC character? No. So I play on console. Okay. Um, and as a console Overwatch player, I gotta say, kind of sucks. Like, you're always left behind on everything. Competitive came out later. You're gonna get the characters later. Now, this new character is part of... She's not like... It's it's part of, like, the um, like the test region. Like, it's not officially out. So... Um, like, I don't feel, like, too bad about it. But it's still annoying as a console player that we're always behind on everything. Uh, the patches, because they have to, like, certify patches with, like, Sony and um, Microsoft. Microsoft. So that always stu- that stuff always takes forever, and you're kind of lagging behind. Um, but Overwatch is still a super good game. And this character looks looks pretty well needed. She's a character that we needed another support. So... Yeah, like, this is kind of what I was telling you before, like, I'm not too sure if Overwatch is going to have, like, a long-term base on consoles. Uh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, all of, like, 
I'm sure they're going to get all the DLC, but like in terms of an eSport, in terms of it... Well, in an eSport, it's definitely not going to be an eSport on consoles. Like, but that, we all knew that. Um, But yeah, like I just hope that the player base doesn't fade because there are a lot of players on console. um, But a lot of the people I started out playing with have now stopped playing, um, which they do with every game. But I don't know. The PC audience seems as voracious as ever, if not more. Uh, they just want more and more Overwatch. That game is just so good. It, it's it's like the only like I I used to play like Call of Duty in like grade eight and nine. I just played over and over and over again. Um, but like I don't know, things were simple. Like now I I can't. There aren't games that like if I'm getting the same experience, I can play over and over again. I don't play multiplayer games, but Overwatch just has some staying power somehow. Um, I'm not sure why. I think it's just each game you feel so diverse because of the amount of characters. I suppose. I, I think that's a good reason. Uh, we were we were talking before about Lawbreakers. Um, yeah. They're supposed to be getting a couple more characters in their alpha that's coming up. Um, but for the most part, you're kind of stuck with the three or four characters they currently have, and they kind of have the same play style. Yeah, they're um, hinging on the gravity mechanic being big, but when I played it, I didn't think... like I thought it was cool, but I didn't think it was game-changing or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm actually, I think that game's gonna kind of crash and burn. In uh, like, I mean, maybe not because it's getting a lot of like advertising behind it. Um, but I think that the tail on that thing is gonna be really short, uh, at least shorter than uh, Bosky is expecting. Because I think they're expecting much bigger things. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of you know stuck in a weird middle ground. Um, yeah, like Evolve just went free to play, um, mm-hmm. and that seems like it's. Give me a second life. Um, people are coming back to it. Uh, I always said it was a good game with a broken uh, pricing strategy. Uh, that yeah. The, yeah. Um, also, the DLC was just stupid. Um, DLC and also the the level progression was just out, just outrageous. But yeah, multiplayer only games cannot be sixty dollars for the. Mo- I mean, like I mean, like just just like versus multiplayer games cannot be. Uh, $60. Like, it just doesn't... Like, I mean, Overwatch has worked on consoles, because um, it had to be 60 on consoles, but for the most part, like, they just kind of fade. Like, Titanfall faded. Um, I suppose Rainbow Six Siege didn't do that badly, but I don't know. I feel like you just need to... Even if the, the single player isn't that good, you need to just kind of pack it in. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Lawbreakers um, gets delayed to 20... 17? Yeah. 2017. Also, like, yeah, if they come out in the fall, like, I mean, you got the two, you got three, like, multiplayer giants if you count, I guess Titanfall's not a giant, but you got Battlefield and Call of Duty coming out. You got people still obsessed with Overwatch. You just mentioned Evolve is going free to play. Titanfall. I mean, like, and look got- at what happened to Battleborn and all it had to compete with was Overwatch. I mean, it's like, it was a more expensive game and it was like a weirder game but still it did so poorly so in the fall you have Titanfall, Evolve you have Battlefield 1, Destiny um, even though it's an expansion it's still Destiny people will come back yep yeah. uh, Division Call of Duty. Is, do you think the Division will have any or people going back. I don't. I actually have no idea how that game's doing. Because I think I think the expansion is doing well, but I don't is think it? Yeah, I, I, I've heard that. I think good. that I think that that game's support will end 
after all the things that they've so they've they've they don't they had a schedule. I'm not sure how much farther they'll go beyond that schedule. Um, it seems like people really fell out of love with that game quick. Uh, I know all the people I used to play Destiny with were like, "Yeah, we're going to the division," and I'm pretty sure they're all back to Destiny now. So, yeah, uh, Call of Duty is back, like you said. Infinite Warfare is pretty good. Um, looks. Oh, you mean uh, Modern Warfare? Yeah. Like or the... Infinite. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare. That are, yeah, I mean they there are basically two Call of Duty games coming out. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I I really wonder if they're going to sell that thing separately at some point. Like I know they won't on launch day, but I, I would fully buy that game if it was on its own at a later date. I, I would I would probably say around February in 2017, you yeah. get something like, hey, Modern Warfare, like. The what they actually done with Modern Warfare is actually it looks pretty good. It's uh, I saw a little bit at E3 and it looks um, you know rendered in 1080. It looks pretty good on PC. Uh, I don't quite know how it's going to look on consoles, but um, it looks pretty good for a six year old game at this point. Um, wait, is it is this? Oh no, it's longer than that, my friend. Okay, uh, I think it's eight or. Wait, came, I was playing it, that game when I was in like grade not that might It came out that the year that Halo, it came out the year Halo 3 came out. So, that's a, quite that a while. 2008? About yep, 2008, 2007. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so god, those are two unbelievable multiplayer games. Yeah. Those um, are like the two, my two favorite multiplayer games of all time right there. Halo 3 and uh, Modern Warfare. Halo Three is up there, but I think Reach is a little bit better. Um, oh I think, yeah, I think the I never arena, played it. So yeah, you, you, I think Modern Warfare came out of nowhere. Like people had no clue what how good Call of Duty was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like uh, Fallout Three in many ways. Um, yeah, people had no clue how good that game was, and then when November October rolled around, holy shit, that game was good. Um, yeah, that happens every couple. Like it's like. I guess the most recent example of that would be like The Witcher Three, like oh, this is a series. Oh shit, this is really good. I mean, people knew about Call of Duty Two on Xbox yeah. 360, but man, I think the grand entrance was Modern Warfare, jumping out of that boat or jumping out of the airplane to get to the boat. Yeah, it's uh, funny because like I mean, the multiplayer like it revolutionized multiplayer, but like the campaign is held in such high regard in a way that like you don't see. From like Call of Duty campaigns anymore, like you don't like see people like, like really like, like you know salivate over yeah. set pieces and because like I guess because now it's happened so much, people are used to it. But when that first when we first got those crazy set pieces, um, yeah, that was awesome. I remember one being really good, but I was more impressed with two. Uh, two had the airport scene. Um, yeah, it had the. Cl- it just had more moments where I was like, "Okay, this is just this is just a Hollywood film." And I'm yeah, the up. ending with the knife through the eye. <laughs> oh, I'll like never forget that. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Uh, I also think that uh, Modern Warfare Three gets a lot. Uh, it, it's a good game, but I think coming off of two, it's it's a little bit disappointing. Um, yeah, I think that's when things started to blend for me. Yeah, um, I, I played Modern Warfare Three. That was the, that's the last Call of Duty game I've owned, um, and that's when I was like, 
Because I think also, like, the fact that it became, like, annualized, like, I know, like, it wasn't Modern Warfare annualized, but, like, just the series being annualized, like, took, like, like, it felt less special. It's, you know, so it's, it's kind of like the, the Assassin's Creed issue when it was always well, annualized. Uh, I believe um, Treyarch's first game was World War One. I'm trying to think what that oh, game was. Oh, World at War, of course. World at War with uh, Keith or Sutherland. Um, forgot about World at War. And they went on to do Black Ops. Uh, Black yeah, Ops, so it, I think, is the strongest campaign. Uh, that one, it just, it's up there with... It's up there with all of them, the first three, but, um, yeah, like, Black Ops 2 is also really good, too, but, just for sake, but, um, uh, they, they all start to really blend in after Modern Warfare 3, like you said. I think, yeah, I think that just in general, like, even if they're good, like, the gameplay is the same, so, and they come out every year, so at a certain point, you're just like, like, this is cool and all, but I've seen this before, which is why maybe going to space is is the logical next step because like oh you haven't seen this this will stand out um even though people weren't happy with the trailer people were happy like that gameplay people i've only heard people like being very uh positive about so yeah it's not bad um yeah it's it's gonna be you're flying a ship around people had no idea that was call of duty when we were watching that i mean because one because you thought it was playstation vr um because they kind of messed that up but also, I, like, no, I think that was intentional, though. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what is this play? This would be awesome. Play. But yeah, no. Then once, I think it was Andrew who was like, guys, this is Call of Duty. I was like, what? Really? Uh, did not see that coming. <laughs> I love that. I love the Sony misdirection. Um, so what uh, What games are you excited for? Uh, we'll get into the rest of the news, but um, are you still excited for Dishonored? Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going back to school, I'll be much busier in the fall and, like, the foreseeable next however many years, so, Dishonored is, like, perfect, like, I, I mean, I'm, it's just, like, that perfect kind of length, and I'm a huge stealth gameplay kind of guy, um, so, yeah, Dishonored is actually probably, I mean, okay, South Park is my most anticipated, I actually already pre-ordered it, but, um, Dishonored is probably the next one in terms of fall this year. That game, I mean, the I think that when they they showed a little bit too much of it, um, but like that game, the original was really really good. And I saw a video on YouTube the other day of a guy doing the craziest run in Dishonored. Like it was perfect. Like it was like it was like what you dream you could do with like a stealth game. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you can pull it off in Dishonored is so like like no one had any idea. He was pulling out the craziest moves, like, like diving. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I wish I remembered who did it, but um, the fact that it can offer like that kind of gameplay, it's just so satisfying. Like certain like stealth games, like I hate it when you mess up, you get seen, and then all of a sudden it's not a stealth game anymore. Um, that's like my least favorite part of all stealth games. Like I wish that there was like a way to not do that. Uh, Metal Gear did it really well with that whole um, like slow time. Like, when you get spotted, you can, like, fix things really quickly. But Dishonored also, it, like, it works really well with uh, stealth. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I would say the level design in Dishonored still holds up. Um, yeah. Um, 
I was kind of tempted to buy the collector's edition. That way, you get the definitive edition. Okay, is it? I was about to say, is it just the collector's edition? I think it's limited. Isn't also, it, um, isn't it that you like? Isn't it that if you like pre-order just the game, you get the? No, that can't be right. I That's think, for South Park. You get it, but yeah, um, I'm gonna yeah. look this up because if it is, I might pre-order Dishonored just so I can get or Dishonored two just so I can get Dishonored on my um, PlayStation like right now. That yeah. that is the coolest thing, by the way. I really hope they keep doing that. Um, yeah, like, I hope totally, that's the trend. I'm totally down for remasters, but I remember talking uh, or hearing Adam Sessler talk about Dishonored. He was like, "This is like the best design game. You can do whatever you want. You can be Mio. You can go through the front door, or you can just sneak, 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 and you can get the story that way. Um, and the, there's so many ways you can you can beat Dishonored." Um, I might not like the story, but I do like actually playing it, um, which is... Yeah, the story I don't actually remember very well. Um, I realized that when I was, like, writing up stuff for Dishonored 2. But the gameplay is incredibly memorable. And the world, like, the, it's like the way it looks. It's very Bioshock-like, um, you know, kind of like steampunk and uh, dystopian. Like, I really like that. I really like the world building. Uh... Yeah, if you wait, one, just one second. If you pre-order Dishonored Two, you'll receive a free copy of Dishonored Definitive Edition. Is there any time limit or anything like that, or is that during E3 week? Oh yeah, I think true. I forgot that there was the the. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. This particular site doesn't have that, but yeah, I remember that might have been a short time thing. But either yeah. way, though, I, I I don't know. That's yeah. That was the deal with, I think, um, Ubisoft's... Uh... That, is, that was the deal with South Park, and that is why I pre-ordered South Park, because I ended up playing The Stick of Truth a couple weeks ago, um, which is still really good. Yeah, that game came out... Well, that, that game didn't come out of nowhere because it's South Park, but people did think it was going to be hot trash. Um... Yeah, people thought like it would be like not a good... like Maybe it would be funny, but like the actual game would just kind of suck. Um but the game is good. I'm excited. Like playing the uh, like playing it again. I realize like this game is so good. The combat is just a little boring, and that is the thing that they are fixing in the new one. So I'm really excited. Yep, it's now with superheroes. So um, yeah, you has... can actually like custom. Like that's the other problem. You couldn't like it didn't really feel like an RPG that much because you picked four classes and then that was kind of it. Like you have to go down that road. There was no like. Like, either way to veer off or kind of once you pick the class, like, kind of, you know, choose who you wanted to be within that class. It was you get the same moves as everyone else. So this is kind of cool. You can, like, mix and match. And I think you can, like, reset everything at certain points, I heard. so. Yeah, I, I'm more um, on an interest level looking forward to seeing what Last Guardian is actually about. Um I, I think there's no way it can hit the marks, um, you know. The, I, don't, I don't know, Alex. Say, there's two years? bird dogs now. I think that I think it might be able to hit those marks. Two bird dogs. That's double the amount that we were originally promised. Hey. I, I think that warrants the extra years of development. Okay, fine. If it takes how many years? Like 10? Ten, ten, nine? They deserve it, but... Ten uh, extra bird dogs in there. That's what they've done. To... Hey, I'm cool with bird dogs, but... Um, I just don't think it's going to live up to the expectations. No, it's not. And from just, I don't want to say from a critical eye, but 
I just want to see what the game is actually about. And if I was Sony, I would not distribute review copies for this one. Um, I think should, it depends on. I mean, they they do internal reviews. Like they'll know what it'll score. Yeah, they know. They have a good idea what's going like, to score. Like if it's going to score bad, then yeah. But if it's going to score, but decent I, to good. I would I would just allow the public to get in front of it um, before the reviews do. And that's saying someone who actually does write reviews. So, um, hmm. yeah, I, I think The Last Guardian, um, I think Shadow of the Colossus is, is a great, great game. I don't think it holds up anymore. but Yeah, I played it recently. It's The controls are super clanky. Like, And yeah. I, th- that's what I've heard about. Um, that's what I've heard about this game. I've heard it, like, controls the same way. Like, it just doesn't feel... Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it, just, it doesn't feel like you have that momentum to it. Yeah, like it, it just kind of... Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. There's just no momentum. Like, it's like one step after the other. Like, you've... I don't know. It's like the way that they make games, but that... The last game they made was for PS2, so... Yeah, come they have come didn't. a long way since then. They missed the entire PlayStation 3 cycle. Is, isn't that they insane? They missed the... In- they missed the entire Nathan Drake and infamous cycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my goodness. That's insane. Uh, that, that's actually Na- crazy when you put it like that. Naughty Dog has made five games. Five uh, games. Yes, five games. Five games in the time that they've done one game since the PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, and all those games have been great to spectacular. So. Figure it out. Get your yeah. Get it straight in. I I, yeah, and I agree. I don't think this game. I think I don't think it's gonna. I I I too am curious, but I don't. I feel like it just, just anecdotally from like other people in the industry and what they've said, hands on with it, is that it feels dated. Um, and that you know, which makes sense. I mean, if it's an old old project, uh, but you know. Control mechanics have come a long way since the PS2. So, so we'll see. I, I would say one story that's, uh, or one game that I was just kind of expecting to get a sequel announcement, which was Shadow of Mordor. Uh, really great game. Um, similar to The Stick of Truth. Uh, kind of was um, kind of a hidden gem. Um, yeah, started a system that everyone thinks is going to be in like every single game eventually. Uh, in the Nemesis system. Yeah, uh, which is probably going to get... Probably next year we're probably going to see all those games come out. Yeah, I was about to say they'd be starting developing them, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, for... Warner Brothers didn't really need to do this, but Warner Brothers has been uh, accused by the FCC, uh, Federal Trade Commission, for basically paying YouTubers to lie about lie about promotions. Um, so this, this regards, uh, PewDiePie, um, this also, um, dates back to 2014 and some of these laws were taking place in 2015. So, uh, it's interesting to note that, uh, PewDiePie has come out and said, Hey, it's already in the description. Uh, it's not in the beginning of the video, but it's in the end and it's also in the description. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think it's fine for him. Um, it's fine know. for him. Yeah, it's fine. Like, for him. I mean, in terms of viewership for him, I don't know. I'm not a huge. I'm not huge into the YouTube 
seen, but I'm sure he'll be fine. He's the biggest YouTuber in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, Warner Bros. The fact that Warner Bros. was just like stay pot, like you know, was saying that they wanted people to be positive about this stuff is um, kind of crappy. Yeah, you know? I mean, like sponsorship content is not unusual. Um, no, but I think it's not an issue that you do do sponsor sponsorship content. Um, it's, it's just that you don't disclose it. Um, and if your audience doesn't think you're disclosing it, you're probably not doing a better, a good job at doing so. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like though, like just the, the fact that they're like sponsor content, like be positive or whatever, like, like that they want the people to be positive. Like I get that if it's sponsored, they want people to be positive, but I guess suppose, I suppose that's probably in the YouTubers discretion then to be like, play the game. And if they don't like it, then don't like lie about it, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of like a gray area there where like when I hear sponsored content, like I know that it's sponsored, but I still believe the YouTuber, especially if I feel like I have like a connection with them. Um, if this was a first time YouTuber, do you still have that connection? Or? No, like yeah. then I'm, then I'm skeptical. But like if someone, if I've been following PewDiePie for years and he's like sponsored content, but this is still my opinion, then I'm going to believe that's his opinion. Not the, uh, you know, not that what the developer is telling him. Just kind of sucks that developers, you know, they're like, stay. It would be nicer if they're like, here, do you want to do some sponsored content in our game if you like it? That's, that's like the better way to put it than please be positive. Um, but they're big companies, they have to cover their asses. Yeah, I, I don't think this is going to, this is going to like shape YouTube from, you know, YouTube's going to ban sponsorship content. No, they're never going to do that. Um, but we were just talking about on last week's episode about Counter-Strike, uh, Counter-Strike Go, uh, Lotto Go. Uh, that seems to be clearing up now. Uh, Valve is starting to disable uh, accounts from being betted on um, according, to, according to GameSpot. So uh, it, I think this is more of a they're getting their legal hands out of the system um, because they were allowing users to link, link accounts to – you know, CSO, CSGO, Lotto Go, uh, which which enabled this entire problem to be available. Yeah, it, it's gambling. Like, I don't care what you want to call it. Like, you're putting up things of monetary value for a chance to get more things of monetary value. Um, yeah, but I don't think that if the reports came out that, um, that the two YouTubers own that site, I don't think any of this changes. So it's good to see that Valve is... Valve is making these these changes, but they're also doing that to react to the public. Yeah, at the same time. you're 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 right. I'm wondering if maybe Valve was making some sort of money in this, and They've, that's why they didn't want to stop it. I'm sure they, they were. They have to maybe make some money on that transaction. I yeah, assume. exactly. So like when these things get transferred around, they make money, which is why they weren't stopping it. But now that it's going to be more of a PR disaster, then they'll stop it. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think that with all the sponsorship stuff and all that. I think it's just simple. Just at the beginning of your video, if the content you are making is sponsored, just say it. Um, which I think is the way. It's the way. It's the way the FTC wants things done now. Not back in 2014, but it's the way they want them done now. And for the most part, um, like I, I like I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube, and like every time, like I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe they they are sponsored. They're not telling me, but I have seen a lot of videos where they come up out front. And they're like. Hey, uh, we are sponsored by whoever, and we're going to talk about this today. 
Yeah, but... I guess you never know. They, I mean, there could be some shady deals going on that we don't know about. I just, we just, I just hope that's not the case. No, I, 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 a good YouTuber. I just want to bring up a good example is uh, Phil DePranko, who yeah. every every segment, like it's usually the segment before he does his new story, or if he's done sponsorship deals with someone else, he's always been upfront with his sponsorship deals. So, if there's a template you you could follow, maybe that's someone you could do. Yeah, he puts his sponsors – yeah, he puts them, like, up front if they're pertaining to the story. And then if he just, like, buy this shirt, he'll just put it in the middle of the – Yeah. Of the thing. But that's also the shirts he owns, so it's kind of – but everyone knows that. Yeah, he's he's very upfront. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, buy this shirt. Oh, by the way, I own this website, so – Yeah, he's not, like, hiding that. He's, <laughs> he's literally out front being, like – yeah, he's a good example. Like, you can hear him be like, hey, um, I make money off T-shirts and stuff. That's how I make my money off YouTube as well. Like, so, want to buy the T-shirts? <laughs> yeah, everyone was parodying um, basically CSGO a lot ago just because, like, oh, hey, I don't own this website. But, you know, if you want to visit it, Yeah, ahead. I love that. It's like, I, I just found this website. Just found it. I, you know, it's pretty cool, guys. Check it out. Like, that is, like... Like, they, their argument was, like, oh, we didn't, like, you know, we weren't, like, trying to mislead people. Like, that is genuinely trying to mislead people. That is not, like, that is not being ignorant. That is being, like, you know what you're doing when you say that. You're not, like, just being ignorant about the fact that you didn't know you had to disclose it. You were deliberately lying to people in that case. Uh, yeah, so so those think... guys are going to be in trouble at some point, I'm sure. And we'll have news about that later. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to sh see if they get in trouble with the law. Because I think morally, they're in trouble. But it's going to be to see if the book is th thrown at them. I think, I think it will. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, I mean the, the market that they were in is like over $2 billion a year. So this is not like small amounts of money that they were making. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Patrick... Where can they find you? Um, you guys can find me uh, on Twitter at Patty Sink, P-A-T-T-Y-S-I-N-C. You can find me on Twitter at Al Martinet. Uh, you can email us at pointtakenpodcast at gmail or vpdaily at podcast.com. Uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, thanks. See you again. See you.